Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we all love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, but I am joined by your host, as always, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you today? Very well, sir. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Drafts by Agile Tortoise and Instacast by Vermedio. And we're going to be talking about those two fantastic sponsors a little bit later on. So, Brad, you teased last week that you were going to be having some epic haul delivered (laughs) to you in Viking style um, on the backs of some sort of winged pen angels. I believe that's how you get your pen deliveries, right? Pretty much so, pretty like much it, so. It actually, to us mere mortals. <laughs> this de- delivery was actually, uh, it actually was uh, delivered specially. I uh, I came home and I missed the mail and actually had the little note that I had to go pick up the package at the post office since it was so large that they didn't want to leave it out. That's what, <laughs> I think that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> wow, so what so did you I, get? Well, what what made the package so large is I had some notebooks and and things like that that okay. uh, we we will certainly talk about later. But the it made the size and weight of the package uh, pretty heavy that I had to go sign for it upon delivery. But um, you know what made what I was so anxious to get was probably the smallest single item in that package, which is my uh, Kawiko Lilliput extra fine nib fountain pen. And if you're not familiar with the Lilliput. You know, we've, we've talked about um, my AL Sport, you know, the aluminum body, hexagonal shape. We've talked about your Sport Classic, the plastic body, um, hexagonal shape, you know, that that's, you know, compact, pocket carry, you know, a nice compact build fountain pen. The Lilliput is maybe half that size of, of those pens and maybe a quarter of the weight. I mean, actually, I take that back, the of the... The, the plastic classic like you have. That, uh-huh. I think that pin's lighter in weight overall. But in size and uh, diameter, the Lilliput is even smaller. It's about – like if you took out a Pilot Hi-Tech C uh-huh. or a, a Unibalsano DX, the barrel width is about that diameter. It's very, very narrow. I mean the, the ink cartridge I think just just slides in – the barrel with not much play on either side, you know, maybe a couple millimeters on, on either side. Is it using a standard sized ink cartridge? No, it, it uses the same cartridge as the, the other Cuicos, which is the short international cartridge. Uh-huh. So yeah, those, the, the Cuico cartridge that you have fits this lily put. So um, I assume it's like the size of the cartridge and nothing more. No, no extra space. Yeah. Like if I, uh, if I unscrew it, you know, I don't have a ruler in front of me. I mean, it's maybe uh, a couple millimeters worth of play uh, around wow. around the cartridge. Because as we oh. learned on last week's show, you can uh, <laughs> you can get another cartridge in, but it will get stuck in the Kuwaiko. Now but I wonder. I, guess, I wonder if I wonder if this one will fit one up there in the barrel. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> I, I don't. don't do I don't it think again. so. What was funny, uh, listeners, last week at the end of the show, I had to listen to uh, Brad banging his <laughs> <laughs> the the end of his Kuwaiko against his desk, trying to get the cartridge out. He was very yep. scared. <laughs> I was that yeah, that kind of stuff annoys me. We we talk about the stuff that it's the little things that that get to me. I can't let that kind of thing go. It's like that thing's stuck in there. I'm getting it out, and you know, even if I'm if I'm cutting it open and ruining my pen, I'm getting that thing out. Yeah, so, <laughs> but this uh. This little put is fascinating. Um, it, it, it's a fully aluminum barrel, so it is super, super lightweight. Um, you know, I, 
I wouldn't recommend it to you personally because I know how you carry your pens. Um, you know, you need that clip in there to to keep it in your pocket, in your jacket pocket to to keep it, you know, keep it safe and secure. This there is no clip for this pen. I mean, it is a teeny tiny little package, but when you unscrew the cap, the cap's threaded. And the cap posts on the back of the pen, it threads as well, which I never realized until I actually got the pen in my hand. As many times as I, I looked at it online at Jet Pens, and I obviously didn't read the description because it's in there too. The oh, yeah. the butt end that. of the barrel is threaded. So I unthread the cap from the nib section, and then I thread it right on the back of the pen. And I think the full... The full length is uh, pretty comparable to, in length to the to the Quicos you the other Quicos you and I have the the classic and the AL Sport lengthwise. So I can see the reason for that would be because if you capped the cap regularly, mm-hmm. um, it would cover up too much, so that it would be too small to fit in the hand, right? Right. So what happens? They've got a picture on jet pens where it, uh, there's a guy holding it in his hand, and it looks like it sits the same way that the uh, the regular Quaker, the Sport, mm-hmm. sits, like with the same sort of length. Exactly. In the hand. Yeah. So what happens? Like you say, either there's two things that'll happen if you don't have that threading on the back. One, it'll slide over the barrel too far, or two, it'll just hang on the end of the barrel, and then that part's in the cusp of your hand and it's moving all over the place, right? It's not a solid snap into place. So the threading works perfectly. I thread it tight as if the, as if the pin was shut, don't even know it's there. Um, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, the real, well, obviously I wanted this pin really badly cause I like the portal portability, um, aspect of it just like my al sport that's the pen the fountain pen i leave the house with this might be the be the new one i leave the house with but the secondary issue i wanted to why, why i wanted to get this pen was to try out the koiko ef nib out of the three or four or five koikos i have i have no ef nibs and you know how much i like the ef nib it is awesome it, it's my it's it's so good i'm gonna switch out i have two al sports i'm gonna buy the ef nib replacements for them and swap out the F nibs that are currently in there. Oh wow. The F nibs are fine. They're smooth. They write like a champ. The EF nib is where it's at for me. Um I love it. It's it's, I need it's a you great to writer. do a um a comparison video for me. Yeah this so this pen Yeah this pen is uh tailor made for a video and I fully intend on doing that. So I'd like so. to see um I'd like to see it up against other pens as well so I can get a real good idea of the uh, the size of it too that's right i mean this is a pen if you didn't know what you were getting into and you ordered this um without doing your homework you would probably be shocked at how small this pen really is um i mean you can see in the pictures on jet pens just that with the penny up next to it <laughs> the penny looks pretty large yeah uh, next to it but um in in use it feels it feels great it's not too narrow it's like holding you know a lot of fountain pens have a wider barrel um just to hold all the hold all the parts it needs, you know, to function as a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. There's not a, a lot of narrow barrel fountain pens. So this is actually along the lines of a, like a gelling pen, like I was talking about, like a Unisano DX. I bet this is, you know, I haven't done any scientific measurements or anything, but I bet it's, well, it's probably a little bit narrower, actually, now that I have one side by side. It's actually a lot narrower. It might be closer to the high-tech C uh, barrel width. 
Um, it doesn't feel in the grip area like a mini pin or like, you know, like it's too tiny. Um, if you had large hands, I think it might be an issue. I don't have large hands. I mean, you know, just normal medium sized hands. <laughs> You're trying to go there. I'm not going to let you. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I do think if you, if you had huge hands, this pin would probably, you wouldn't, I would not recommend this pin. Um, but it, it's really cool. I'm really happy with it. Um, I'm going to start taking it out of the house when I go and, and use it for a few different things. I am going to have to be careful. Um, it, it could probably get away from me if I'm not careful. It's that lightweight. (laughs) Like if it's, if it, it's one of those pins I could leave in my pocket and, you know, not know it's there when I took it, you know, took (laughs) here I go again. When I took my pants off (laughs) or my shorts. It, this pin could easily stay in the pocket. It is that lightweight. Whereas my AL sport that I normally carry in my pants pocket, I would never leave that pin in there because it's, it's pretty hefty. This pin is, is a completely different category weight wise. It's a shame because I've been looking while we've been talking to see if it's possible to get a clip of any kind. And it isn't because I tell you, that is a beautiful looking piece of equipment. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just too narrow. Um, and yeah, it's I, a shame. and, the, the, the other problem is the actual clip part would be too long for the pen. It would have, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be too it long of a clip. It makes it sound tight. I mean, it is tiny, well, but when you say it would stuff go, like that, it's... If, if you put a clip up towards the top of the cap, the actual clip part that hangs down might go past the barrel seam. I mean, the cap seam. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I do really need to see some video of this so I can get a good. Because I don't think even even the penny image doesn't really help put it into perspective nope. for me. It should be up against other pens, really. I mean that yep. that will help. Yep. Because you know it, it does sound tiny, but really interesting. I can see why you were so excited to get it. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that's right up my alley. You know, for me, for what I use pens for, for what I want out of my pens, for the style, for the portability. For for me personally, this is a, a really really good pen, um, and it is absolutely not for everybody. I you're you're gonna have to give me a lot of rec- a lot of information about you and what you're gonna use a pen for before I would recommend this pen um, to someone. Um, cause just because you know I you know I want to try to give people the best information possible. I don't want them to be disappointed when they get it and they're like, oh my gosh, it's smaller than my middle finger. You know, <laughs> it's it's pretty tiny. So. But uh, for me, I'm gonna we'll, we'll report back on this because I'm gonna use the heck out of it. It's uh, I've been really happy with it so far, and mostly because I like the e, the EF nib. Um, it, it it's really good. Is it maybe the nib that's winning out over the body, or is it a combination of the whole package? No, it's a combination of the whole package. I do worry a little bit about losing it in my pocket. It's that lightweight. Like the AL Sport, I don't think I would ever lose that pin in my pocket. It's got a lot of heft to it. Um, this is, is super, super lightweight. So I will do some video on, um, on this pen. It, it, like I said, it's tailor-made for that just to do some body size comparisons with other Kawikos and other standard fountain pens. And then, um, some nib comparisons between the EF and the F, um, Kawikos. Cool. So that's, that's my lily put. And, uh, else of note that you got, um, I did, I did. I got something that I've never ordered before um, and never really felt I had a need for. And, uh, but that there, was a, there was a deal online for um, – it's called the Rickshaw Bagworks Folio. 
and you might have it was a 24 hour deal one of my uh, pen friends uh in my twitter feed posted and i was like you know what i've always heard about these rickshaw bags um you know they they make custom bags in san francisco they're a lot like if you're familiar with the brand uh, timbuktu that makes messenger bags mm-hmm. where they take fabrics and they'll custom make you know your fabrics into whatever bag style you want so you know because of all that customization they're a little bit expensive like just the folio, which is made for the the large moleskin size, um, so what's that? That's like a five by eight. So it's made to cover that. Normally, it's fifty dollars, and you know that's that's pretty steep for something that I didn't think I would necessarily use all that often. Mm-hmm. But they ran a twenty four hour promo where you could get it for half off. So that was a deal that I couldn't pass up, and that was a couple weeks ago. And they custom made. I picked out my colors and and binding and. Um, you know, I can I can send you a link. They actually they do a cool thing. They when you place the order, they'll give you. Uh, they say give us your Twitter handle, and when we make we finish making your bag, we'll take a picture and upload it in our Twitter feed. So I actually have a, a picture of mine that I I can send you. Oh yeah, that's cool. So the only right now it looks awesome. It's got a lot of. Um, it's not just a cover that goes on top of a journal. It's got a lot of um, extra pockets. It's got a couple pin pockets. It's got an iPhone pocket, you know, business card holder. Oh, really? Yeah. It zips. It zips fully around. You know, I'll, I'll definitely be doing a review and some video on it. Please. The only thing that caught me was now they said it was made for the large moleskin, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they based the sizing dimensions off of. I didn't realize that a lot of the other notebooks that are the similar in size to the large moleskin are actually larger and they do not fit in this bag like a Rodeo web notebook or my Loish term 1917. Um, they're all about a half inch wider mm. and they do not fit in this. So I've actually broken down and purchased a large grid moleskin <laughs> to, to use for this. So we'll see how that goes. I at least got, uh, I got the, I got the red cover with the uh, the squared, large squared uh, moleskin hardcover. You, so. you went with a good color. I love the yeah. red ones. Yeah. I at least wanted to get something different. So we'll see. There'll, there'll be reviews forthcoming on the on the pin act of that. That was just – that's something – I've never used anything like this before. Um, so and, – and I've always, I've always liked them, uh, the way they looked, and the quality looks really nice. So – I couldn't pass up a deal uh, like that just to try it out. So that's kind of my, uh, you know, I was on vacation last week and I came back to all this. So I was, I was a pretty happy camper when I got back from vacation on Friday and Saturday to go pick up all this yeah, stuff no from doubt. the post office. It's always great to yeah, get a yeah. haul of pens. Yes, yes. And how about you? You were uh, kind of quiet this week for a change. You yeah, need a break. I'm probably not going to uh, make any big purchases for a couple of weeks as I'm saving for a trip. Um, I want to give a little bit of just a tiny minute or two follow up on last week. So I spoke a lot about the uh, the 1951 tornado, the retro 51 tornado. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, high tech Calito. Mm-hmm. So um, still using those. I've been using those two pens in in combo all week um, mm-hmm. for throughout my day. Um, I'm still using uh, in the evenings. I'm using my Kaweco. I'm using the Quaker right now, actually. Mm-hmm. But the the fifty one, I'm still I'm still in love with the fifty one. Um, there's a couple of things though, you know, it it is falling victim to some ballpoint flaws, like it doesn't write um, up against the wall or something. 
You know? Sure, sure. Um, and like writing on a post-it note that is stuck to mm. a table just, just mm. won't have it. It's got there's yep. got to be a little bit of pad into it, which isn't yeah. a deal breaker. It's just something I noticed that I, no, I just run into. And yeah, and that's the, issues um, with a lot of pins. The Kalito as well, like one of the inks already seems to be running dry. Mm. And I've barely like, used it. Like it won't run out of the the tip of the pin out of the nib or it's empty, going empty. It feels like it's not running out of the nib very mm. very well. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's but, different. Yeah. I think that's just to say they are a lot finer and I guess it is it is a lot more there's a lot more going on in the pen, so you're probably going to run into some more snags. But um, mm-hmm. the, the 51 as well, I have to say, I mean, you know, I, I when I exclaimed it was my favorite pen, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was just the honeymoon period. But right. it's two weeks now I've had it, and I love it. That's great. I love it. I love writing with it. Yeah, we got in a lot of trouble for that one. A lot of us, we got a lot of the uh, enabler talk on, on yeah, Twitter for that pen. And I, <laughs> Everyone. I, I'm not concerned about that i'm not concerned that people are gonna are gonna uh are gonna say oh you shouldn't have made me buy this this is crap uh-huh. because this pen is so good That's so right. good and i know that well, i'm about 90 percent sure that my next purchase is going to be the uh the fountain pen tornado oh yeah i'm i'm dying to see that that will that will be cool yeah, i'm, really I'm actually just a, a a quick side note real real Two second side note: I'm actually going to my first ever pin show this weekend in Atlanta. If oh, cool. all things break correct correctly, and I'll see if I can run across one of those. And if I do, I might beat you to the punch. Oh, I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on the on the watch list to see what I can find there. So, yeah, you know, maybe I, maybe I can report back next next episode how that goes. I've never been to a pin show before. That's if you don't have to like sell your body to get back from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to take a loan for sure. <laughs> Because this isn't like a, it's not like a gel ink pen show. I'm not going there to buy four dollar pens, you know. You gotta find some. Uh, so when when is that? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So this and, weekend. Yeah, thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. I think I'm going up on Sunday. That's the plan right now. So we'll see. see. Again, so I mean, we we had spoken again about doing the digital discussion for this week, but yep. Brad only got his cosmonaut yesterday, so yep. I wanted to do some some real testing with it. But now you're doing this this weekend. You know that might take up a big. That might be yeah, an episode I forgot on about its that. own. We'll see. I mean, it, I forgot about that. It, it, we're we're going to talk. So basically, we spoke about this a little bit, talking about um, using styluses and on the iPads instead of pen and paper. So that's either definitely going to be even next week or the mm-hmm. week after, depending on how much news we have from the Atlanta Pen Show. So there you go. Right. Right. It's this is the way I'm seeing the Pen Show. I mean, I'm either going to come back with nothing. Or I'm going to be broke. I don't think there's going to be a lot of in between. No. So, yeah, it's either going to be loads of stuff there that is of no interest to you, mm-hmm. or everything is of interest to you. Right, right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I need it. My my wife is worried. Put it that way. Is she going she, with you? No, mm-hmm. she would probably be in her best interest to do that. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else are we going to? What uh, what's sort of the uh, the topic this week? Um, I want to cover some pencil talk. Um, you know, I do get do get asked for recommendation, recommendations for from time to time for pencils, and um, I'm not a hardcore pencil user, but I do have uh, some favorites that I'd like to talk about. So I think that's uh, what we'll go with this week. Cool. But just before we do that, so that's that's what we call a tease in the business. Let's talk about our first sponsor for this week, and it's Drafts by Agile Tortoise. Um, Drafts has been getting a lot of really great press this week. I mean, I think it even got. Um, tweeted out by the iTunes App Store 
they um oh wow yeah they, you know they have like an app store twitter account and i think even they tweeted it out it's been covered absolutely everywhere so i'm sure you've heard about it by now but if you've maybe seen the app drafts fly by in your twitter stream or you've seen it in a in a like some someone's made a blog post or a review take it from me take it from brad you need to get your hands on this application it's, it's absolutely fantastic it's basically if you have some text and you want to do something with some texts open drafts basically you know you can if you you can put say you want to write a tweet so you've got some sort of funny tweet that you want to send out uh, maybe it will take a little bit of work to refine the tweet maybe you want to come back to it in a day or two later i know people that actually do this so you can <laughs> open up drafts chuck some tweets into drafts and then you can export it using the ios 5 twitter integration straight out to twitter um you can if you use tweetbot you can send it into tweetbot if you prefer to do it that way um you can write out emails in drafts and the reason you do that is because it has markdown support so you can write in markdown check your markdown preview to make sure that all your links and everything's all in the right place and then you can email straight out or you can copy the markdown straight to the clipboard um, it's an absolutely fantastic app. You can change some of the appearance settings. You can change. There's a bunch of fonts, so it uses the fonts that are built into um, iOS 5 and allows you to change those over. There's some color changes, text size changes, the whole lot. Um, it's a really, really great app. And believe it or not, all this functionality, Brad, for 99 cents. Yeah, when when I saw what it, um, all all the things you could do with it, I mean, I was a I was a day one purchaser of it. I mean, for 99 cents, it's it's a no brainer. And um, you know, it's funny you were you were telling the story about um, people writing the their tweets down. You know, their what they think is a, a funny tweet and working on it. That's actually what I did. The, the first thing I did with drafts was, you know, I'm hilarious, right? So, <laughs> so I'm sitting in there. I'm sitting in the uh, carpool line, you know, waiting for, to pick up my daughter from school. And I was like, oh, I need to write. You know, some thought popped into my head. Wrote it down in drafts. It gives me the the character count and the word count. And I wrote this idea down and, you know, when I got home, I was like, let me finish this up. And I went and, you know, changed a couple words and I sent it over to TweetBot just to see how that integration worked and open up TweetBot, hit send. And it, it was right out. It was, it was really cool. So um, I, I think this is something I'll be using a lot. And, you know, one of the reasons you might want to put faults and stuff into drafts is because it opens super fast. Like even if it's even if you force quit the app, like it's not even in RAM anymore. If you just tap it from it, just the keyboard comes up as soon as you open the app and as soon as that keyboard animation's up you're ready to go yep. there's no waiting around like i'm a yep. i am a fan of simple note for some you know for some text entry stuff and they've just done a load of speed refinements but it's still nowhere near as fast as drafts for me um and i know that greg who's the developer right, right. at agile tortoise he's working on putting loads more of those url scheme type apps in i mean i know that um omnifocus support is coming with an update so you'll be able to send um, okay. things from uh, from draft straight into OmniFocus, which would be big for yeah. some people. So, yep, only 99 cents in the App Store. It's available now. There's a link in the show notes that will take you straight to the App Store, so you can buy it. Don't delay. So, let's talk about some pencils. Yeah. So, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna play a game. Okay. I wanna play guess Mike's appearance settings and drafts. All right. Okay. I bet you're on night. Let me check. I know um, I am using. I want to check that it's called night. Uh, no, I'm using grayscale. Oh, I lose. What do you? And I, what do, are you using? I, I double lose because I use grayscale too, and I don't really want to be like you. So <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to change font, it now. What font? Are you? <laughs> I'm using I'm using Fonbury. 
I'm using, is it Cochin or Cochin? Cochin. Oh, we sound terrible. We sound so uncultured, don't we? I know. Yeah, no, I really okay. like the grayscale. Yeah, no, I do too. That's my favorite. Anyway. Night is too dark. It, it's too Batman for me. Yeah. I, did, I just went with that because you're, cause you're a blog, so I thought, well, maybe he's in a theme here. <laughs> I, I, I'm not just all about dark colors. Okay. I have okay. a lighter side, although my lighter side is gray. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we get on to pencils now, or, do we, or yes. would you like to guess some more colors? Yes, no, we can, we can move on to pencils now. Okay. All right, so one of the topics that I get questions about from time to time on the Pen Attic blog is recommend me a pencil for this. Um, you know, I do this type of work. I'm this type of student, um, and I'm not a pen user. I want to use um, you know, a pencil or some other uh, lead-based writing instrument, and I've never been a big pencil person myself. I've always had one, you know, either something like a very fine 0.5 millimeter standard lead pencil. I never really gave thought into my mechanical pencil until I ran across the Uniball Kuratoga. Yep. And if you've spent any time on my blog, you know, I, I refer to it as the pencil by which all others are measured because it is so different and it is so far superior uh, writing experience compared to any other mechanical pencil. There better be a, a pretty good reason why you're, you're looking at a different mechanical pencil. And there's plenty of valid reasons. But for writing with a pencil, I, I, don't, I cannot think of a better pencil than the Uniball, Uniball Kurotogo. And do, do you have one of these, Mike? Yeah, I do, and, and I love it, and I totally agree with you 100%. It's the only pencil, in my opinion, worth using, and it's because of the. I mean, we spoke. I think we've spoken about this on the show before, but the Kurotoga mm-hmm. implements this system in which the lead turns every time you turn the paper down. So press it down on paper. So with with most mechanical pencils, you will end up wearing away the the lead, so it's a slant. So then the the lead becomes very thick, so it starts off nice and fine, but the more you use it as you're wearing down the lead, it it just becomes quite a thick line. But every time you, you press the Kurutoga down on the paper, like the lead like sort of rotates a little, so it keeps mm-hmm. a consistent line thickness. Right, and it keeps the point sharp, you know, the tip of the lead sharp. Um you 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 can't really see it rotating. It's just so gradual, but it, it flat out works. I've tested it, you know. The the biggest challenge with the Kuratoga is learning not to spin the pencil in your hand when you're writing. Yep. Right? If we've all written with a mechanical pencil, when that lead gets dull on one side, what do you do? I mean, you rotate the pencil in your hand. So you're constantly making that circle. Well, <laughs> the Kuratoga does it for you. So you actually have to stop yourself. You're actually defeating the purpose if you twist the pencil in your hand. In one of the reviews I did, I forced myself to – I wrote a full page, like one sentence. I just repeated it over and over and over again across the entire page, holding the, forcing myself to, to learn how to write without rotating the pencil in my hand. And from letter one to the last letter on the page – the line looked exactly the same, and that—that's when I was sold. You know, I, I kind of ran it through the gauntlet there, and I was like, "It works." I mean, there, there's nothing else you can say about this pen other than it works, um, and it, it does have a pretty cool design. There, you know, there's three different, no, four different models right now. There's a base plastic barrel model, which is actually very nice. That's the one that I use. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I actually, the the plastic grip is smooth, but I find it kind of comfortable. It's it's kind of a neat, a neat looking pencil, and, and it 
the grip is pretty pretty comfortable. The one I use is called the Kurutogo Roulette. Um, you know, because it spins around. Get it? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it has a uh, knurled grip area, um, and a little bit um, I don't know, an upgraded barrel, if you will. Some some more metal parts. Um, you know, the top half's plastic, but the bottom half's metal and um, knurled grip. Then there's one called the high grade which is kind of that half plastic, half metal also, but with a smooth metal grip. And then they actually do a Kurotoga Alpha Gel, which whenever you hear the, the Alpha Gel, that's always talking about the, the special grip that Uniball likes to promote. It's that super, super squishy grip. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, if, if you're looking for a mechanical pencil for writing purposes, I, I wouldn't look any further than the, than the Uni Kurotoga. It's, it's a top-notch pencil. Um, I reviewed it when it first came out. I want to say like 2009-ish maybe. It might it might have even been earlier than that. And I, I haven't found a pencil that beats it yet as far as um, you know com- comparing uh, comparing it directly to another pencil. There there hasn't been one that's beaten it yet. So for general writing, the, the Kurotoga is the way to go. Now if you want to – if you're looking for a more specialty pencil um, or, or something different, you know um, – and something maybe a little more classic styled, the Rotring 600 is what I call, and, and actually what it's referred to, it's a, it's a drafting pencil. It's got a, a longer lead pipe with a little more clearance around the barrel. It's a heavier, bra- it's a fully brass barrel pen. I think it's a brass, uh, excuse me, pencil. Um, it's metal from top to bottom, so it's got some heft to it. So when you're doing technical drawings or drafting, you have a little more control over the tip of the lead. Um, that's what that's what the weight of the of a pen or pencil does. It helps give you more control when you're writing or drawing or sketching like that. Um, and this the the Rotring 600 design is probably the best looking pencil design ever. Maybe and that's obviously an opinion, but. Um, Whenever people see one of these or hold one of these, they're usually fascinated by it just because the engineering of the, the pencil design is brilliant. Um, the weight is perfect. The balance is perfect. Um, you know, I, I know you haven't had your, a chance to, to get a hold of one of these yet, Mike, but um, it's, it's, it's almost a piece of art. I'm looking at and images it, and now, it, and it is a very, very handsome mm-hmm. piece of equipment. Pe- this is a pencil that people have for decades and that's no joke and people swear by these will only buy these you know you can buy replacement parts for them i mean it's not a cheap pen i think it's like 33 pencil that's like 33 dollars but for something that's going to last you 10 or more years it's a pretty good investment especially if you're um into the technical side of things you know i would recommend the kurotoga if you're just doing straight writing if you prefer to write with a pencil but if you're doing any kind of sketching drawing engineering architecture that's where this uh this rotring 600 comes in and i think i've pronounced it about six different ways so far i don't know the correct pronunciation <laughs> rotring, rotring rotring i think it's actually rotring rotring but, uh, is the way we'll, that i would say it yeah we'll get some uh we'll get some listeners to to email me and verify but i th- think it's rotring and i just have a hard time not saying rotring so um those those two that's that's the top of the list um that's that's your top tier pencil recommendations if you're looking to try something if you want to try something different that is doesn't look or feel like any of these other pencils i i, I there are a couple that i like one 
that's actually been around for 40 years now. I think it came out in 1971 when I, when I was doing the research on this, when I reviewed it on the, on the pen act is the Pentel sharp carry. Now what this pencil is, it's a capped mechanical pencil. So think of it as a pen where you uncap it and you post the cap on the back of the pencil and, and the, uh, the knot, the, you know, the lead advanced mechanism works just like it would if you had the, the pencil uncapped. Um, it looks like a pen, but it's a fantastic looking and feeling mechanical pencil and a really unique design. It's not something, it's not a design you see in a pencil very often. And that's one of those, another one that, that people have used for decades. Um, it may not last as long as like a Rotring um, because it, it's a plastic barrel. There is going to be, you know, there is some damage, you know, issues you could run across there. But as far as style and performance, it is an all-time classic. And, you know, the, the reviews for that pencil are off the charts if you ever go read reviews on it. And uh, every, everyone loves it because it's, it's really, really different. And it, it, it's a wonderful feeling pencil. Um, another one. Looking. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? No. I mean, it's, it's kind of different. Um, and... and the really shine it, it's real shiny and it, it looks really nice when you when you it looks even better in person than it does in, in photographs so i'll have to say that that's one that's one of those that caught me off guard when i used it um i, I had low expectations going into it and it actually knocked my socks off it was so good and one other one like that which isn't quite expensive but it's actually on the low end it's called the pilot delful d-e-l-f-u-l and then the reason why I like that, it's it's kind of a good uh, student pencil. If a lot of students um, read the pen attic and they ask for recommendations and things like that. The reason I like that one because it, it's pretty inexpensive. It's one of the cheapest pencils in price that has a fully retractable uh, lead pipe. So students are always concerned about you know throwing the, their pencils in the bag and the mechanical pencils and getting them bent at the tip or something like that. Um. Because, you know, that it's a really narrow and fragile area of the pencil. And the Delful allows you to retract it fully into the barrel. Now, there's plenty of other pencils that do that, but they're usually $30, $80 in, in the Rotring 800's case. But the, the Delful is like 6 or $7, and it's got cool colors. It's got a comfortable grip. Um, that's another one that uh, caught me by surprise. So I just wanted to throw those, throw those things out there. Um, for a few pencil recommendations. It's funny, like I've been looking at Google Images as we go, like so I can see what these look like. Because mm-hmm. um, I'll do the, the full links for the listeners in the show notes to like, mm-hmm. pages, places to purchase. Mm-hmm. And uh, your your images, they're always, they keep popping up like, <laughs> like in the first couple of images. Oh, that's like, funny. The first image on Google Images for the pilot Delphi was a pen addict. And you can oh, tell funny. which ones are yours because it's all on dome paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm gonna have to look now. <laughs> but um, you know, the one of my weak areas, like we've talked about fountain pens and fountain pen inks specifically, that you know I don't have a lot of experience with. Um, another area that is really popular that I do not have a lot of experience with is your traditional wood case pencils, and you know your ticonderogas or you know whatever you use growing up in school. Your number, you know, you go to take your test, you need your number two pencil. Well. It turns out the, the the people that are into wood case pencils are as fanatical about that product as I am about certain pens. Um, you know, and 
I've only ex- had experience with a few. The one of them is the is the new remake of the the Blackwing six hundred two, which is a famous pencil going back decades and decades that went out of production. Um, I, w- I won't profess to have all the dates right, um, but it went out of production. I want to say in the nineties. I could be wrong. Um, and then a company called Cal Cedars came by and and picked up that product and is now it remaking them. The I think the the formula is a little bit different. The looks are a little bit different, but it's tried to keep this. It's tried to get it as close as possible to the original Blackwing 602 from Eberhard Faber because of the, it was such a beloved pen that people are fanatical about it. And you know you can look up. Uh, I read a blog called uh, Blackwing Pages. And the, the guy that runs that blog, it, you, you think I'm nuts about pens. He is over the top about the Blackwing, um, sometimes a little too much so <laughs> in, uh, in his, uh, his theories. But most of the time, he's, he's, he's right on, on point. But um, there's a love for this pencil. And the new Blackwing 602, which is the only thing that I've tried, I've never tried a woodcase pencil that has been that nice. It is it's it's weird in a good way. You, a lot of woodcase pencils, you, when you write with them, you feel you can feel the graphite, right? When you write, it, it's like almost you can feel like the grit. This thing is so smooth; it's it's ridiculous. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like butter going across the page. It is strange in a good way. So I, that's just something I wanted to throw out there. I know there's a lot of Blackwing fans and. Uh, I think if you – I haven't looked on eBay in a while, but there's still some original Blackwing 602 pencils floating around. They go for a lot of money. So the original maker was Eberhard Faber. Right. And who makes them now? Cal Cedars. Cal and they're branded as the uh, Palomino Blackwing and the Palomino oh, Blackwing 602. Yeah, Palomino comes first. Mm-hmm. That's the Cal Cedars brand. Yeah, I can see that now. Mm-hmm. So there's some visual differences. Um, I think there's some formulatic differences in the lead, but I think they tried to get it as as close as possible to the original, and I certainly can't speak on that. I've never used an original, but I will say that I've never used a woodcase pencil like the 602. It is way different than anything I've ever used and quite impressive. The eraser is very Mm -hmm. interesting looking. The design is great. The functionality, in my opinion, is poor. Um, when I reviewed the pencil, that was the one knock I had on it. I love the looks of it. It does not erase very well. <laughs> I, I clean that up for our sponsors. <laughs> Speaking of which, you want to get into our second one because I think that's uh, I think that's about all the uh, the pencil talk I wanted to cover. I just want to kind of you know throw throw some things out there because I've I've been asked from time to time, and um, you know those are kind of my my go-to pencils, the ones I keep around and keep handy. Cool. So um, our second sponsor this week is Instacast uh, by Vermedio. Instacast for iPhone is, in my opinion, the only way that you should be listening to this show. Of course, you can choose whatever way you like because, you know, we love you however you listen. But if you're listening to podcasts on your iPhone, Instacast is the best option to do that. Um, it just feels like I've said this on on all the other shows pretty much this week. It feels like the natural way. It feels like the inbuilt way to listen to podcasts. You know, the feet. It's so much more full featured than the um, iTunes functionality. 
You know, you don't have to plug in to your computer to sync your podcasts every day. All you do is just you open Instacast, pull to refresh, and it starts to to, to download them all. You know, it starts to refresh all your subscriptions. And you can, even if you like, choose a setting to automatically download. So, you know, you, you will do your refresh, go about, you know, get yourself ready, go brush your teeth in the morning, come back, and all of your shows are ready for when you're ready to walk out the door, all downloaded and waited for you. Um, you know, it has the if you are switching from um, from using podcasts in the built-in music player app, when you want to add your podcast initially, so you just press the little plus button on the bottom left-hand uh, corner of the app, and one of the tabs there, because they have like their own charts, and you can search or paste in the RSS feed manually. Um, but one of the um, tabs says music on it, and what it does is, Instacast will search your music app on your iPhone or iPod Touch. And we'll be able to replicate the existing subscriptions that you have. So you can, if you have like all, you know, you've got like the Pen Addict in there, the Bro Show in there, you know, Twit and stuff like that. You've got those in there. It will automatically see them and you can just subscribe right from in the app. So you won't be able to miss a beat and you'll just be able to carry your subscriptions over without having to search for each one individually. Um, it's an absolutely fantastic app. We love it. Um, I've been using it since it came out, uh, which was in like February of 2011 and I've not even considered switching to anything else um, it is in my opinion the best and really the only way to listen to podcasts on iOS and it completely changed the way that I listen to, to podcasts you know I'm much quicker to add a new one to my download queue because it's so easy to get them in so easy to sync them and get them out and you know if I'm on the road and and there's a new episode like if I'm on my way home from work and there's a new episode of a podcast I want to listen to like say Dave and Aaron have released the latest episode of Homework um, which is another show on the 70 decibels network and you know I'm at work and I want to have it for my commute home I can just refresh and download over 3G if I want so I can have it right there ready to listen so there you go yeah, I, I have one one comment to make on Instacast, and the the best praise I can give it is home screen. That's where yeah. it lives on my phone. It lives and in my dock. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a a Patrick Roan style um, home uh, iPhone uh, layout at where I don't use the bottom row, so I'm even more limited on my home screen. Mm-hmm. So I only have three rows, and Instacast is I, I think I got it probably last spring or so. And it's far and away one of my one of the best apps I've ever used. It it's super easy to use. Um, you know, I I just went on vacation. I made sure all my podcasts were synced before I went in the car. Because um, you know I wanted to shut out the wife and kids, you know, f- as much as possible. So I listened to my own music. Just kidding, and <laughs> my own podcasts. And um, you know, I I put things on there that I thought my wife would like to listen to, and, and things like that. So you know, we just plug it into the car, let it rip on Instacast on you know on our trip. And I don't know, I don't. It's, it's one of those apps I don't think I could live without because I, I listen to so many podcasts. Like I don't, I don't listen to a lot of radio or a lot of music, and I certainly don't watch a lot of TV. So um, on in my downtime, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, and it, Instacast is the only thing I use. It's fantastic. See, a, a real great driving feature is you can have it um, just automatically play through. So when it finishes one show, it will just go on to the next show in your download queue. So yeah. like you could be listening to a 70 decibel show, then a 5x5 five five show, then a Twitch show, like just whatever it is chronologically in order. It will just continue to play through. So yep. you haven't even got bother changing anything over. Yep. Um, it's one ninety nine in the App Store. 
if you're currently using um, the music app and iTunes to for your podcasts, just trust me, try it out. I, I assure you, you will find a much better experience by using Instacast. <laughs> In my opinion, the iTunes method ha- has no benefit over the Instacast method at all. There's no benefit. <laughs> yeah, and, and something Mike won't tell you, it, it, it works well on sports podcasts too. <laughs> I specifically asked the developer to, to exclude sports podcasts. I, I think that's on that. Yeah, I think that's I'm about half about half sports and about half tech and almost nothing else. So <laughs> I, I just like to bust your chops because I know you're not a big sports guy. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So anything else you want to add this week before we wrap up? Man, we've gone long. This might be our longest episode ever. Yeah, it could be. So that's good. It's it's easy to talk about fun stuff. So no, I, I really don't have anything else except, um, you know, if y'all want to reach out to me, you can, uh, the blog is at penaddict.com. And I'm on Twitter at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And you can also email me at thepenaddict at gmail.com. And uh, where else can they get us, Mike? Um, you can go to 70decibels.com forward slash contact and select the pen addict from the drop down there. And you can send us a message that way. Um, and you can get me on Twitter. I'm iMike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. Um, thank you, as always, for, for downloading, listening, and getting in touch. Um, we love being able to talk to you about all of the pens that you find. And we don't mind if you need to call us names for making you spend a lot of money. <laughs> we are enablers on the pen addict, and you're all true. pen addicts with us. So That's true. Until next time, thank you very much, sir. All right. I will talk to you later. Thank you. We will. Cheers. All right. Bye.